0: Hello and welcome. While it's not uncommon for many cultures around the world to practice postpartum rituals to help protect the mother and her well-being after she's given birth, cultures include Indian, Chinese, Moroccan, Vietnamese, African, amongst many. But disappointingly and by stark contrast, in the Western world, we tend to focus on the mother during her pregnancy, however, not as much post-birth. You know, whilst a mother is pregnant, she will have people doting on her offering to open doors, carry things, of course, offer you a seat so you don't have to stand. We do all of that exciting stuff. We throw baby showers. We have prenatal checkups and classes. Whilst, you know, all of our friends and family are always eager to know almost on a daily basis, um, sometimes on an hourly, depending who it is, if it's your mum, uh, daily updates um, on how you're feeling. Now post birth a mum can be discharged from hospital within 24 to 48 hours for natural birth and up to 4 days for a C section. Now if she's lucky uh, a partner will have paternity leave but soon enough you know you'll be left home to breastfeed and bottle bottle feed whatever you, you're deciding to do and to recover from the birth possibly before shortly having to return back to work. Bit of a stark contrast, huh. So now, the question is, how can we adapt some of these traditional postpartum practices for our modern mamas? Well, lucky for us today, we're joined by our special guest, Amy Passfield, and she's here to, to share how we can create a nourishing and supportive postpartum experience for our modern mamas. Now, a little bit about our guest: Amy is a holistic nutritionist and postpartum doula, a mama to two beautiful girls, and the owner of Mother Unearthed, a holistic model of care for women to unearth the mother within by pro- providing uh, nutritional, emotional and educational support in a time that women really need it the most. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Yeah, I'm um, doing all of my prep for this interview today. It really sort of just become alarming to me how in the Western world, um, the way that we are uh, I don't want to say treat a mother because that's the wrong word, but the way in, in, in contrast to other parts of the world where they really do support and admire the mother pre and, and post-birth as, as opposed to here in, in in the Western world, there is a massive contrast. Um and I just, you know, many cultures around the world I think have really got it right um in how they prioritize new mums and the and the care and the well-being uh directly after they've given birth. In particular, many of these countries are low-income and developing countries. However, it goes to show that money really isn't everything. So I'd love to know from your perspective, know, do you think that in the Western world that in this respect with this subject that we sort of have it a little bit wrong when it comes to this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what really pushed me into the postpartum doula work is that I was just looking around me and seeing how many mothers were, so, were struggling really badly. And it wasn't until... I, I discovered I was really struggling emotionally and physically myself, that I looked into all these traditional practices and it made me realise how much we are really um, disadvantaged in our Western culture mm. and how much um, we are really missing out on as mothers and why what's affecting us
0: essentially. Yeah. and. I mean, all of this stuff. As much as it is, <clears throat> some of it is anecdotal. Um, a lot of it does actually an- uh, anchor down to. <clears throat> sorry, just let me just cough for a moment. <clears throat> so, what happens when you have a copy before a podcast? Um, that um, this all anchors down um, to to studies into and into research. So, in in preparing for the chat today, I found that you know a lot of studies have found that postpartum disorders such as post postnatal depression. Um, in those countries where they do support the mother were virtually non-existent. So by contrast, um, you know, 50 to up to 85% of new mums in the Western world experience um, the baby blues and up to another 15 to 25% or more experience postpartum depression which is which is exactly what you were just talking about, the fact that um it is it is quite alarming to see what works and doesn't work. As I said, some of it's anecdotal. A lot of this is I mean with studies actually do show and we'll have the links in the show notes to some of these studies. So it's really no wonder that so many mums in the Western world find the postpartum period to be extremely stressful. so those those numbers really speak volumes, don't you think?
1: Absolutely, we're living in a society that doesn't support her healing, and then, as a result, she's not prioritizing it herself, and then wondering why why she's failing as a mother. Yeah, in she's not failing, but she is not supported. Yep. in the right way.
0: I think that's a very very um, strong message to get out. It's about the support. Now um, on that, I just wanted to acknowledge we published your article as one of our partners here at Kittypedia. and the article title is Traditional Postpartum Practices for the Modern Mama. Now for someone who hasn't read the article yet, please tell us what it's about and of course just tell us what inspired you to write it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this article is about um Traditional postpartum practices, as you said, um, for a modern mama. So a lot of these postpartum practices aren't exactly realistic in a modern world. But I've kind of rejigged them and reinvented them to a way that we can still support ourselves um, in terms of a practical way and how we can ask for help and receive help and what kind of um, plans we can put in place to be able to allow our bodies, our mind, spirit to heal after birth. Yeah, and what inspired me to do this was that, yeah, as we mentioned before, modern mothers are struggling mm-hmm. from the lack of societal support. So preparing mothers with this kind of um, knowledge, I feel, is essential to allow her to have a peaceful postpartum rather than like a chaotic and stressful and fatigued postpartum.
0: Yeah. I think it's worthwhile noting that, you know, as we've just stated, many cultures recognise that the postpartum period and that time frame is very different to normal life. Um, as, you know, a, a mother's body needs to recuperate and just to heal. Uh, um, and not just physically but mentally as well. So the support system and the village around her, so to speak, um, gives her or should really give her the support, um, allowing her to to limit all the activities and for her body to be able to do that. Um, but this isn't always the case in the modern world, as we've just mentioned as well. So in in that um, and in this, you know, Western world that, we, that we're living, um, you know, how can we gather our village of support as a modern mum then?
1: So unfortunately we don't uh, no longer coexist in villages anymore. That would allow the mother to automatically receive her tribe um, support. So the modern mother is also dealing with a society that pra- praises her for being independent. But this is pushing her further away from the support that she needs as a mother um, in order to have a good postpartum and gather her mm-hmm. own modern version of a village. It doesn't just require planning and honouring these first 40 days. It also requires inner work on her behalf around allowing herself to receive. And so many mothers find this hard because we are taught to do everything on our own and asking someone to do something for us that we're completely capable of doing on our own is a difficult process. So. First and foremost is getting to know the reason why it feels hard to ask for help, and this can be it coming across as a sign of weakness, um, loss of perceived control, becoming Crazy. dependent, yeah, shame even, and not wanting to be perceived as not having it all together, which is really heartbreaking. Um, and although many women are really longing for this support, we're subconsciously pushing it away essentially. Yeah. Um, We can't receive and be in control at the same time, and that's really tricky for some people. But in allowing ourselves to receive, you open yourself up for emotional connection and support. Um, So bringing back the village in a modern world from my perspective has required getting vulnerable and letting down my walls. It's also required getting out of my comfort zone. As an introvert myself, I find that really tricky Um, And acknowledging that your village doesn't have to be your your family. It can also be friends who feel like family that you can welcome into your mess. Um, My village, for example, was built through meeting women through prenatal classes, mother's groups, as well as exercise classes. And then it doesn't also have to be limited to in-person. So we can also receive a lot of support through the internet now Mm. via Facebook groups, apps, or even forums. Um, I personally live three hours away from my family, so creating my own village was essential not only for my mental and physical health, but it allowed my children to develop their own social skills as well with the children in my own village.
0: And how much of that did you do pre-birth to prepare for this and how much did you do post-birth of creating your village around you?
1: Yeah, so first time around, zero. I had no idea what was what I was in store for and I think that's exactly what's pushed me down this path. I really struggled postnatally with my firstborn and so it took me really like for example I didn't turn up to my first mother's day mother's group class because I was so resistant of socializing and receiving help Um, but then I ended up making the best friend's I've ever had, and my my children socialise with their children, and they've grown up together, and it's beautiful. Um, in contrast to my second postpartum period, I was prepared, and I made a plan about who I can call on for support, um, and I felt so rested and nourished and supported, and it was such a stark difference to what I experienced first time around.
0: So, what's the key um, lesson in that? Do you think, and the key message to someone listening? that that experience Um, them
1: absolutely so a lot of first-time mothers prioritize planning for birth they need to create a postpartum plan that is my number one key take out for this and that is in terms of who you're going to call on for support how you're going to keep your body nourished um, how can you support your your body healing um, important contacts even to call on and yeah
0: do all of that work pre-birth and whilst you're in pregnancy uh, and for your first, uh, first first baby as opposed to just sort of getting to um, your postpartum period and and realizing that you need, need the support so to be proactive in that, in that respect because you know the postpartum yeah. period as we've just mentioned is really a time for a mom to, to rest so you don't want to be running around and organizing these things <laughs> it's yeah. the time there is for you to care for your baby and for you to regain your strength um, and another other thing is, too, in many Western, um, you know, sort of <laughs> cultures um, as well, you know, mums are expected on top of that whilst her body should be, um, you know, resting and, and recuperating, you know, she's also expected to entertain family and friends and sometimes even during the hospital stay. And that that's just um, all family and friends meanwhile, of course, they're excited uh, for, for the baby's arrival and to meet the baby and to welcome the baby uh, into our into you know the family and, and and just our friendship circles and just the world in general but um with that i think family just need to be a little bit more empathetic and i think it's you know we really wear that badge of honor as you were just saying earlier on mums um find it very hard to ask for help and i just think because we just have this culture that it's it's really about well you know it's 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 admired to be busy and it's admired to be strong but it, that's not necessarily the the right thing and i think equally on the flip side family and friends should consider really showing some empathy um, and some support in, in that regard. So um, I wanted to ask, you know, why do you think the seclusion is so important also?
1: Um, so the postpartum resting period is a ritual that's practising cultures around the world. And for those that haven't heard of this practice, it's a set period of confinement in which a, women, a woman remains at home, focusing on her healing and bonding with her baby. Now, nearly every traditional culture worldwide practices, as you mentioned, except for Western society, Um, and they emphasize a period of rest, recuperation, and care for the new mother following the birth of her baby. She wouldn't attend to any household tasks such as washing, cooking, and childcare. I know that sounds so luxurious as a modern mother. Um, She would keep warm, having nutritious food cooked and fed to her, and massage and belly binding sometimes daily. Um, Mm -hmm. these women were also surrounded after birth with support given healing teas and broths and offered the best from her family and community with quality rest and nourishing foods Um, the relevance of the first 40 days is that around the six-week mark the mother has usually stopped bleeding breastfeeding is established and as long as she's well rested nourished and has reasonably complication-free birth she's starting to regain her energy as well um, so retreating to the confinement of her space will allow her body to heal and recover at its own rate. That's the number one thing. The birth experience itself has a huge impact on, a, on the, the physical body with fluid and blood loss, an enormous energy expenditure in the case of a C-section, recovery from a major abdominal surgery. Um, it also allows her to bond and learn about her baby without the interference of the outside world because we really do deal with a lot of unsolicited advice in modern modern world. So allowing her to trust her intuition is a really big thing about re- retreating. It allows her to receive, reserve her energy, sorry, for looking after herself and her baby. It allows her to reconnect with her mind, body and spirit after birth. And giving birth is also profound stress on the body and almost a superhuman feat that leaves us really nutritionally de- depleted and in need of replenishment so um, nourishing her body after birth uh, it will allow her to, uh, sorry, it will allow herself to nourish her body after birth mm-hmm. a cared for mother allows her to sustain her baby and the vitality for an enriching motherhood experience so instead of a really depleted um chaotic experience she could potentially be thriving and energetic which is the aim of the game
0: yeah I mean, how else can um, practicing that forty days of confinement um, after birth help heal um, the body? Is there anything else? And maybe could you maybe speak to maybe just the forty days and why that's so important? Yeah, Keep absolutely. A little bit more.
1: Yeah. So as mentioned before, the she's likely stopped bleeding around that that point yep. as well. So her uterus, there is a there was a few years ago there was something. Um, circulating on social media about a placenta wound so if you have seen it it's like the size of a dinner plate when the placenta detaches it leaves leaves a massive wound so allowing her body to rest in that time would allow that to heal completely properly and it is just an example of for example you would see a athlete recovering properly after a marathon whereas a mother doesn't allow herself that kind of time after a, a massive wound has occurred to her body mm-hmm. um, it also allows her to to establish her breastfeeding as mentioned as well because if she's stressed and she's running away around running errands cleaning up after everyone she's likely going to not Um, produce enough oxytocin, so she won't be able to have a a decent milk supply.
0: Um, On this topic then, you know, um, mothers during this period of time are really quite vulnerable. Um, So do you think that this this is something that they really should be recognised for?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there is a saying that goes around that when a baby is born, so is a mother. And so we need to start treating our mothers as just as sensitive and vulnerable as our babies, they are going through such a massive hormonal emotional shift yeah um, that they need this support they need to be held, they need to be um, nourished and looked after the way that they look after babies, but yeah. we are not encouraging that yeah, so that's a big thing for this period of confinement for sure
0: so what um are some other realistic ways that a modern mum can? Um, support her healing. The article lists a few of those ways, and I'd love to briefly talk through some of them with you. The first one is prioritizing your health and feeding your baby. So, by the looks of things, we have to stop praising women for getting back to normal life like it's some form of an achievement. And like I was just saying earlier, it's a badge of honor to to, to be strong and to be to be busy and to be like that person. As your article states, oh, you've you've already done this and you've already done that, and well done to you. Uh, If anything, that's almost the worst thing that we can be um, encouraging, I guess, those behaviors, because it is really detrimental to a woman's ability to heal both mentally and physically, as you just said. So, yeah, could you maybe just expand on this a little bit more?
1: Yeah. So prioritizing her healing um, can also fall into the category of the inner work that I mentioned before, because she Mm -hmm. may find it difficult to prioritize that. Um, So if we put in that section that prioritising feeding your baby, she may actually make that a priority. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, it's so common to see new mums just jumping into it and it's really detrimental to her health and um, she needs to just embrace the stillness to learn to feed her baby and, um, and praise for things that are superhuman, like just giving yeah. birth to an entire human. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh well, so what i'm hearing you say is not to fall straight into your old routine of food shopping and running errands and all that sort of stuff is that right
1: yeah so that would be something that i would organize in a postpartum plan as well so you could um do things like organizing a meal train at your baby shower or uh, mama blessing um you can organize sorry organize support in terms of Cooking, So nourishing meals made by a support person, supplying mum with warm, delicious food will a- allow her to increase her milk supply, build her blood and strengthen and heal her body after a long pregnancy and childbirth. Um, so practically, there are a few key areas that every mother will need assistance with, especially in the immediate postpartum. Um, cleaning is another one. Uh, a yep. Clean space will allow her um, some calm within the postpartum period. Because household chores are the last thing you feel like doing after you've just given birth. Um, So writing up a list of things that guests can help you with, e.g. like hanging out the washing, doing the dishes, the vacuuming, it can be quite confronting for a lot of mums to ask for this kind of help. So it can be um, practical and um, easy to write up a list and put it on the fridge, for example, for anyone you trust to be in your space. Um, Childcare is another great practical tip. So if you have any other children, it could be hard for you to focus your full attention on on your newborn baby. So having someone to help with your children will allow the older kids to adjust to the situation easier as well. Um, So your support person will be able to do school drop-offs, entertain um, while you rest, which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, Companionship is another big one. So a mum can often feel lonely in the postpartum period. Um, So having a support person to check in on you while you give will give her an opportunity for conversation and connection, especially while she's feeling very vulnerable and sensitive and hormonal. Um, And the last one is baby care. So being attached to baby 24-7 can often leave her feeling drained. So asking a support person to watch baby while you have a nap or have a bath or a shower or if you just need a a break from changing nappies would really help her. Yeah. On a a physical level, um, what she can do to support her healing after birth is um, the 40 days of confinement, as mentioned before. She can um, stay warm. So this is what was mentioned in the article as well. So a common postpartum practices across the world for, for many reasons, but a mother is considered to be cold after birth. So keeping a mother warm after birth is considered just as essential as keeping her baby warm. It's common belief that um, her support team would create many nurturing practices to keep her warm, including warm baths, massages, blankets, to increase circulation and to bring healing heat to all parts of the body. Um, So to do this in a modern world, there are many ways to keep her warm, but um, the common traditional heat heat treatments would be nourishing meals, which is my favourite, some massages with warm oil, um, and keeping inside out of the wing, which is a really simple one to do and not going out with wet hair. And um, belly binding is another great way that she can support her her postpartum healing. So in traditional postpartum cultures, the binding of a mother's belly was considered essential to allow her abdomen to return to normal size, and it would allow her organs to shift back to the normal positions as well. Um, It would aid digestion and posture, and it also makes her feel held as well. So I feel like that is a massive um point to note as well. Yep. Because a, a mother likes to be supported, I guess. And
0: yeah. yeah. So I mean, so, so- So just to reiterate those points, so organized support, mums aren't meant to do this alone is what I'm hearing. Um, I understand every mum is different. However, everyone could always do with some organized support, especially during this post and the postpartum period. So it's just a a matter of knowing what you can ask and who you can ask help. Um, And and like you said, who you're... uh, comfortable having in your space but organized support is something that always can be organized using that word again but um pre um the uh sort of pre-birth of course so and and organizing these things during something like a, a baby shower is 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 the perfect time staying warm so warm nourishing meals massages with warm oil um and and obviously as you just said not going out with wet hair i I find that quite interesting but it does make sense that as a mother's body is healing it needs all of the energy that it can so it's it's going to take that energy and the energy for for keeping her body warm isn't going to be there as much so really great point um about keeping her body warm and the belly binding so um, the relevant part of that is investing in some really good compression recovery shorts or, or compression wear, which there's there's many on the market to help realign the uterus and just support the belly after birth. So there's so many benefits in compression recovery um, wear as well. But that's um, something, and I, I do find it just so fascinating. How the human body works—that all of the organs have to move to to be able to make way for for the baby in the body—and of course those organs have to go back to where they, where they originally yeah. were from. So of course, as that's happening, our uh, recovery shorts can can really help. Oh, shorts and/or any other sort of compression wear. Um, But as as you mentioned, your favourite was the the nourishing comfort food. Things like lactation cookies are a great way to help also build milk supply. Um, And I find it really interesting what you were writing about, so warm food that is easy to digest as well. Things like soups and stews and rice puddings. Could you maybe just – because it's good to remember that a mother's digestion always always isn't going to be very fast as her organs are shifting back, as we were just saying – So can you maybe just expand on that and why those particular foods are much more beneficial for a mum during this period?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's number one thing for um, what she should be eating after after birth is definitely easy to digest. So her organs have been squished into tiny little places while her baby has been growing, and after birth they're all trying to shift back to their normal spot, and that is why after birth they encourage you to get your bowels moving again before you leave to go home um, to allow um, your digestion to go back to normal essentially. So, yeah, some examples, like you said, rice pudding, stews and soups, and these can all be things that can be cooked ahead of time, chucked in the freezer, or you can just put them in in the slow cooker even, Um, and that allows it to break down and doesn't, force your body to break down all this really tricky food but still the get body the to, have
0: to do the work you've done the work yeah. for, for it
1: <laughs> absolutely and it's all delicious as well so it's win-win um, yeah so that awesome. again can be organized in a meal train or meal delivery service even there is beautiful options out there now that um are for specific specifically for mothers postpartum meal delivery service so we are slowly learning what a mum needs after birth.
0: Yes, <laughs> slowly, slowly. <laughs> well, look, um, this has been a really insightful chat today um, and hopefully really helpful for lots of people watching and listening. So for all of those beautiful people, how would you summarise your key messages and what would you like them to take away from our chat today?
1: So my key messages would be, uh, number one, realise that Your support network does not need to be your family. You are able to call in help through local mother's groups, um, exercise classes, whatnot, uh, even support forums online, and to know that there are ways to support your healing after birth that doesn't encourage you to run errands and do absolutely everything on your own. You do not and you are not meant to mother on your own. And it's not going to support your motherhood journey. So,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: you can thrive in motherhood.
0: Absolutely, and it is worthwhile for us to understand that these these countries um, that we were just mentioning at the start um, that their their rates of postnatal depression and baby blues are significantly. I mean, there's no comparison between the two. I mean, that they, their stats. Uh, virtually non-existent compared to what we have here in the Western world. So, if that's not enough for people to consider why um, a mother needs this support, um, I don't know what else <laughs> that we really could say. Um, so, just for us to be understanding and supportive, uh, like of a mother during this time, and um, I, I found it interesting in just the, the the research I was doing yesterday. In some of these African countries, they they really support. The the mother like they 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 one particular um village um and culture they 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 have her in the, for a three month period in in the hut and everything else where where she is recuperating and when she um sort of walks out of that, that area they 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 give her like a a bead made tiara and they chant and they have songs and music and and that really is is just to give give you goosebumps goosebumps thinking yeah. about it because you have to think what a mother's body actually does and I don't think we celebrate and and um yeah, it's celebrated it enough so I'm so grateful for all the information you've shared today if people have questions for you and want to reach out and, and know more about mother unearthed as, as well whereabouts can they find you
1: yeah absolutely so I connect with most of my audience via instagram which is mother underscore unearthed or you can connect with me at my website, which is www.motheronearth.com. Um, Or you awesome. can check me out on Facebook, which is also Mother on Earth as well.
0: All right. We'll have all of those um handles in the show notes as well as a link to your article and just some of those, those studies so you know that i'm not making all of this stuff up that is actual fact <laughs> it's real um and of course if you've got any questions i can reach out to you anytime thanks amy and really look forward to chatting with you again in the future and until then take care thank you for having me right, Bye. i'm rachel monteleone and you've been listening to kittypedia the podcast you can have full access to Kidipedia by visiting our website at kidipedia.com.au, or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening, and be sure to give my love to the kids.